What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Lita Johnson. Here to tell y'all more about Villanova Radio. We here, and um, just want to get to some things. 21 team, very spectacular thing to look at. 21 team, um, Jay Wright does it again. This time, what we all thought was a very talented team, it is. But don't think there's not some problems to go with that. You have to realize there are going to be problems that go with a young team, and this is not the typical um, Jay Wright team. It's led by seniors, and um, things are different. Um, or or a team that was created by, you know, Eric Pascal and Booth left last year, but Samuels and them weren't ready like uh, Josh Hart and Bridges were ready exactly to step up. They didn't learn as much. You know, Samuels got hurt. You know, Gillespie came in at a year, and, and, and Roundtree came in at a year that people, it's already a stacked team, and they got their little bit of time, and they didn't get much time with the other guys. So it had to be like that. So um, right now we're going to talk more about Villanova. Guys, with the averaging at the 26, uh, Villanova Wildcats. Look at Gillespie, and he's just been phenomenal this year. You know, he's been real good um, at this point, averaging 16.2 points a game, 4.5 assists, hitting 38% from three, 42% from the field, 81% from the free throw line. He's been a leader. 1.2 steals. Sadiq Bay averaging 15.6 a game, five rebounds, 2.6 assists. 46% from the three, 47% from the field, 77% from the free throw line. He's like the most automatic player on here. And I feel like in a long time, it has been a player that's excelled early as a – like look at, look at how good he is as a sophomore. He'll only average 20 a game next year if he comes back. He's going to average 20 a game. He's just too ready. So – you look at the bridges. I, I think Tim Thomas was probably the only, if I think of a front court player that came in so quick and adapted to the college game, it had to be Tim Thomas. And Tim Thomas was, in Tim Thomas' first year, he averaged 16.9 points. He only played one year. 16.9 points, six rebounds, 45% from the field. He shot 33%. 33%. Almost 34 from three, 79% from the free throw line. I mean, this is who you compare the Sadiq Bay to in his sophomore year. But then you look at the phenomenal Tim Thomas year. You know, 1.8 steals, 1.0, 1 block a game, two assists. He was just phenomenal. And I think that's what Bay, that's the closest you're going to get right now. This is the closest you're going to get. You know, he's not as athletic, but he's definitely the same talent, better shooter. Um, just big time. I think people don't really realize how good Thomas really was, what he did for the Villanova team. I think he doesn't get the the credit. Um, there hasn't been a, a freshman that has impacted like Tim Thomas. Now, I mean, we're thinking back to freshmen. You look at Spellman. You look at uh, Brunson. These are good freshmen. They're, they're, and they had, you know, good seasons, and the ball had to be spread, but nobody impacted like Tim Thomas. No one. No one. Not one freshman since then has impacted quite like a Tim Thomas. And I always will say 
the best recruit was Tim Thomas in Villanova history. You can you can go back to whoever you want to go back to. Nobody was as talented as Tim Thomas. Nobody. Talk about who you saw play. Nobody had the intangibles, the talent that Tim Thomas had. Nobody. Not one Villanova freshman. He came and he operated. He he made it happen. So no question. So we're gonna go um, and we, we want to talk about. The next situation, which is Jermaine Samuels, I always say he don't get the the um, recommendation he should. To me, averaging 10.5, 5.2, started out a little slow. Then he got good and went back down and came back up. He's always going to be there, though. 1.1 steals, uh, almost a block a game. Uh, shooting 46% from the field, 73% from the free throw line. He's just doing what he's supposed to do. I keep on telling people are putting different roles. You can obviously see that Bay and Gillespie have the green light. And they're taking the green light. I think Samuels has the green light too. But he sits back, he sees the talent of Bay and what he can do on the floor, and he doesn't try to overshadow it. He contributes to it. If he sees Bay has a, a step back game, I mean, even Bay honors Samuels. When Samuels is hot, oh, it's Samuels' time. Robinson Earl averaging 10.9 points, 9.3 rebounds, 2 assists, 1.2 steals. Averaging 44% from the uh, field, shooting 44% from the field, 82% from the free throw line, 30 from three. Listen, as as a freshman, this is more than great. If he comes back next year, which I, I see it. The only reason I see it, listen, the only reason I see it because you see the production of others based on him, but he's a freshman and there's always one more scouts are still talking about him. They still love him and NBA scouts. And what you have to realize is the combine is it. When the the season is over and the scouts have their full valuations, that's another time. And then the combine time is another time. Those are the two times you got to really worry about it. You got guys who are in the top five all year. They won't change. You got some guys who moved up. You know, Jordan Nararo, Onyeki Nkangu, USC, um, uh, Isaac Okoro, guys who come up, down, and you look at Miles Powell, where he's at. Like, his when when last year around this time, there's a lot of guys who weren't in that top ten conversation. They're in there now. And those are the guys I just named. So, now, if you look at um, this time around, it's going to be some guys that fall up and come down. Remember Dante DiVincenzo and Spellman. Until Villanova, that's another thing. I'm still saying Villanova can win the championship. It's a toss-up. It's not unanimous. But they are a championship contender. If they win that championship, it's a lot of stocks that's going to go up. It's a lot of stocks. Listen, Robinson Earl and Bay is the first ones. I wouldn't say Samuels. Um, dangerous is Justin Moore. Anytime a freshman is averaging, you know, what Justin Moore is averaging. 10.8 points a game, shooting 39% from three, 78% from the free throw line. Anytime a guy's able to create his own shot, like Justin Moore can create his own shot, you know, as a freshman. And if, if this team goes to the championship, he's going to be a factor. No question, he's going to have a big tournament. He's going to have to be productive. So if he does what he's doing now in the tournament, they're going to see guys like Justin Moore and say, oh, he can be a first-round pick. And if I, in, in my calculations, 
They win the championship. Justin Moore is a late first-round pick. A solidified first-round pick. Could be a top 20, top 25, top 25 for sure. Top 25, Justin Moore. Because he's going to contribute. He's going to do Justin Moore thing. If they win the championship, you better watch out for if Dante DiVincenzo off a 32-point game, and he was producing all year just like Justin Moore is. If Justin Moore has a has a, a productive and scores 10 points a game in a tournament, and he does that in the champ has a good championship game. He's one of those guys that could go, but he has to have those a big tournament, you know, play big in the championship game. He can be in the next even Shinzo. So you have to watch out for players like that. So Moore, Bay, Robinson Earl, and those are three guys, I think. And see, we gotta go to Gillespie. We have to. But this is a guard draft. This is the only way this would be. Oof. Gillespie could be stuck in the second round like Brunson was, which is crazy. I don't think he should have been. He should have been a lottery pick or at least a top 20 pick, Jalen Brunson. At least a top 20 pick. At least. And um, Gillespie, looking at him and the way he's playing this year, if he, he's going to have to be the Gillespie he is for them to win a championship. I could see Gillespie being a, a early second round to late first round pick. Somewhere in 25 to 30 or 24 to 30. Those four guys would be highly looked at if Villanova wins the championship. Now, what's the possibility? I just think Gillespie's better chance would be 2021. I mean, if he comes into after winning the championship, comes in, uh, another guy returning as a champion, another Villanova guy, they're going to be like, oh, another point guard. I see Gillespie definitely, he's going to get drafted. I think he'll get drafted regardless. He'll be on the team. He'll be pr- productive. And um, that'll be big for Gillespie. And then Justin Moore is another guy who could stay if he, even if his stock goes up because give or take. Uh, he's on. He this is his first year. DiVincenzo was a redshirt sophomore. People had been looking at him, and he finally came out the shell at the right time. So his stock, looking at top twenty, top twenty-five. I'm just giving you what could happen because this is how scouts look. This is not definite, but it could happen for more if he gets hot in the tournament, stays productive, has a big championship game, and shows. He don't even he don't even got to have thirty-two points. He can have 11 points, and he can just show that, oh, Moore is, you know what I'm saying? So that's another guy. But Bay and Robinson Earl, if they win a championship, are out of here. Bay's not even – people start to look at him because he's doing so much on the basketball floor, so much. And a guy like Bay could go to the combine and really show out. I'm, just watch out for Sadiq Bay as a sophomore that could rise up to a lottery pick. Because he has, I don't see what he doesn't have right now. And I think everybody sees it. He can just, he's just so good. And Robinson Earl is only a freshman. And I mean, wow, he's, he's so polished and unpolished at the same time. You see the three-point shot when it when it hits. You see how smooth he can be inside. You see how he can take you off the dribble. You see how he can pass. You see how he can rebound. You see how he can play defense. But you also see some inconsistencies in defense. You see inconsistencies in the three-point shot. You see inconsistencies in going to the post. 
You know what I mean? You see a lot of things, but what you, what the things you see that's good is what everybody goes at. This is a guy that's a teenager. You think they don't see evolution happens. You're not the same player from freshman to a senior. You're not the same player from your first year of college to three years later. So that's what people look at. All right? That's all I say. I don't say that people are completely wrong. You just can't X them out. You can you can say it's an option, but when it comes to Bay and Robinson Earl, you can't exit out. And what Villanova did after winning the 2018 championship for guys like Steven Senzo and Spellman, who were not in any way looking to be drafted in, in, in the draft they were drafted in. It, it was it was not there at all. It, you, you you knew the talent. They were on draft boards like Steven Shinzo was on um, the year after draft board. <laughs> okay, he was on the, the year after. Spellman was on the draft board, if nobody was. And, and Spellman, Brunson, and Bridges. But Spellman was looked at as like a second-round pick, mid-second round, which means you, you also – that's an undrafted guy. That early in the mock draft process, that that could be an undrafted guy. You know, Brunson and Bridges were the guys. Looking at Villanova and where they at and type of team they come out with, I just feel like the best is yet to come. Cole Swatter. We're going to talk about that game, last game, what what I see. You know, DePaul started out a real hot team. They was the best team in the Big East for a minute. You know, them and Seton Hall was one and two, and then Villanova climbed up. Um, looking at what Swider averages around 6.8, then you go to Slater. You can't really look at the averages of Slater and Cosby Roundtree. You know why? I'll tell you why. The DePaul game proves it all. DePaul's not no slouches. It's just, just like um, Temple. They kind of ran out of gas. I mean, teams you know, step their game up, but they're a talented team that can knock you off. They play Xavier on Saturday, which I think they'll blow out playing them again. Uh, I just think looking at it was a tougher game than they played DePaul last time when Villanova played them. It was totally different this time. You look at the box score of, of this game, and um, it kind of looks like Villanova just had their way, period. Villanova shot 69% from the three. 18. Uh, Cole Swider always say, listen, we talk about Antoine. Everybody wants Antoine. Everybody wants to, you know, because he, he's the, the prize freshman. I mean, even though... We hear a lot of scouts talk about Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I think that looking at what he's become, and, and, and I think it's pretty much what we expected. I think it's what people expect more, which is unfair because he's a freshman. Um, and I don't think people really recognize what the, the judging process is all about. Kyle Roundtree had 11 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 for 4 from the field, 3 for 3 from the free throw line. This is what he can do. This is not – people, I mean, I think in the process of teaching his team, Jay Wright was trying to figure out where to put Cosby Roundtree as he recovered from injury, if people didn't know. So he was coming in like Antoine. I mean, I think people don't understand. Antoine has had a 9-point game this season. If you look at it, very few teams that have – Nine players who've contributed in a big way 
at least one time this year. Very few teams, especially 20-win teams, where you can go and look at your bench and say, well, yeah, uh, Antoine had a good nine-point game this season, and, you know, Swider had a, a over 20-point game. And you look at the big game from Slater, which I've said, Cole Swider and Slater, they were here last year. They have experience. They, they're more pressure on them than Antoine because them guys were top 60, top 100 freshmen. So the six points with two rebounds by Slater was big. And then Cole Swider coming in with three points, hitting eight points, three rebounds. Combined for 14 points, I said that they have to average, they have to score at least from five to nine points. Both, uh, you know, both of them. They have to both combine each game for 10 to 18 points for this team to win a championship. And they have 14 combined points. It's just what it is. And then you got Kyrie Roundtree. Get him involved. Get him involved. Looking at how 17 points a game for Gillespie. And seven, I mean, 17 for Gillespie and more. You know, and, and I still think that the best lineup is Jermaine Samuels and Gillespie at the backcourt. Better defensive backcourt that, that they can affect both sides of the floor. And then you get Kyrie Roundtree as your defender, your post player. And then you got Robinson Earl at the power forward with Sadiq Bay. That is, Sadiq Bay would, would eat off the power forward position. What you do there is now you have a guy who can bully power forwards, you know, who can, you know, be a problem because now you're putting them against bigger players at center. It kind of takes away from them. Guys that's longer arms, wingspan, put them at power forward. He will do way better at power forward. He can move around the court more than just stay at center. You need your center to be in the post. I feel like that's just what it is. And I think this is the, the the best lineup on the floor is that lineup. Have more come off the bench with Swider and Slater. That would be awesome. And then you still got Antoine. And I think the big thing with that is that they, they look, you know, Wright looks at who's the backup center. Well, you can always rotate and put Rollins and Earl in there and let Rob Crown Tree sit. I just think the starting lineup should be that starting lineup, especially in the second half in the closed games. So it's no question. Um, but what, what you see they did was Robinson Earls at center and Cosby Roundtree got in there. Hopefully you're switching that line. I think that Cosby Roundtree should get more minutes. He should get 20 minutes. I think your six starter should be Justin Moore. That big man in the middle does a lot. It really does. Um, great recruiting class. I have my write-up on football, the Nova football recruiting class. Right now, we talk about basketball, and F. Don Reed is a big five-star guy, seven-foot power forward, can play center. Villanova's at them. He has reclassification implications. So he could join the 2020 class, which Villanova has won scholarship for. But Villanova's not going to do nothing for 2020. They're going for 2021. But F. Don Reed would be a guy. I'm telling you, if he reclassifies, Villanova's after him. So it could happen. That could, Now, that part could happen, but I doubt it. Because F. Don Reed is not, you know, it's in it, you know, it's been a possible consideration. But he's not going to just do that. You know, it's, it's not. Right now, I would say he's not going to do it. It was just a thought. Um, Nenna Njoku, saying they need a center in 2021, he's a true center. 
big body bruiser, mid-range shot, rebounder, shot blocker, can do it. Um, Hutchinson Everett, he's, he's there. He's still there. Still Villanova target. Um, looking at Villanova and where they are and how good they is, we want to talk about the recruiting class because it could be even better. Trey Patterson, I still think he'll commit to Nova. That's it. Joe Longino, that's it. I think those are locks. Right at this point in their recruitment, it's locks. And you should be excited, Villanova, because Dungino is the real deal. He can score in bunches. He can, if you look at Justin Moore bringing the ball up, he would be great with Dungino. He can play both guard positions. Trey Patterson is all around, good two way, small forward. Can play three and four. You look at Langston Love. He's still a guy there after. You look at uh, Trevor Keels. He's still a guy there after. Yes, they can have three guards just like they got Cole Swatter, Sadiq Bay, and Brandon Slater. That could definitely happen. That could definitely happen. Those three guards, because if you look at the Duke situation with Matt Christie, Max Christie, and um, they're going after other players in that class. So when you're looking at that situation, you can look at that as a five. Man, and it could easily be six. It could easily be six if you think about it, but we'll just have to see where that's going. Three guards. Uh, not not six, excuse me, five. Excuse me. They got five in this class. Excuse me. Five people. This could be a five-person class. You think of four with Trevor, Trey Patterson, John Longino, and two guards, but they or a big man in the guard. But, you know, because I, I definitely think Njoku or Efton Reed will be Nova Wildcats, one of them. Right now I'm saying Njoku, but they like Efton Reed. Um, it hasn't been, you know, he's a five-star, so look for other big-time programs. Blue Bloods could possibly get involved. But right now Njoku is a, is a Nova Wildcat, in my opinion. High major school going after Njoku is no higher major school than, you know, no more important school than Nova. And they've been on him for a long time, even before they offered so I think Efton Reed is going to think about, but Nova with Njoku is big. I think that's in the money. And then you can look at, so so if I'm looking at the, the basketball, it's Njoku, Kills, Love, Longino, Patterson. Yes, I think that can happen. I think that can definitely happen. I think there's other recruits Duke is after. Kills is like if, if Christie doesn't commit. So Nova will get Christie or Kills. All right, now in football, um, okay, now let's go. Chance Restry, let me, let me stop. Chance Restry, Sky Clark, 2022 guys. Jalen Duran, Jarris Walker. Nova's on a good recruiting path to just have completely very top five type teams for a long time. And uh, we'll get to that next time on Villanova Radio. Um, I'm out. We'll get more onto football, Villanova Radio and football later on. I'm out, y'all. Leah Johnson.